Hey, everybody. Welcome to 12 Questions. Woo! Oh, 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 oh. We loved <laughs> all of the responses that we got back on our Spiritual Principles uh, Toolkit episode. Thank you so much. We'll probably do some more of those since you guys seem to really like it. And um, we're just going to get right into this pod. Hey, Dave Yates, my co-host, you there? Yes, ma'am. Fan. Fantastic. You mind reading that beautiful clarity statement? Sure. Welcome to the 12 Questions Podcast. We're a podcast where we believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences and growth by also viewing, interviewing guests who do the same. We're not affiliated with AANA or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We are simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to interview guests about their own life experiences. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of this podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves and each other by listening. And on this podcast, we let our guests introduce themselves because sometimes they want to remain super duper anonymous, which we totally get. So who are we speaking with today? Uh, my name is Laura H. Hey, Laura H. H. I love Hi. it. Hi, welcome. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to, I'm excited to be here. A little nervous, but. Oh, don't oh, be nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> yeah, we, we just have fun here. It's a safe space. It's just a good conversation. And we know that you're on a lunch break right now. So we're just going to get right into these questions. <laughs> okay. Laura, how do you experience surrender? Um, so I will say that I I do attend two different 12-step programs. So um, that is, uh, I connect. So I surrender every day to having to be in those <laughs> 12-step programs, uh, I would say by praying on my knees in the morning when I get up and asking to be sober in the ways that I need to be sober. And um, I think that's the that's the consistent thing that I do. There's some other things, but that's the one thing that I do. Yeah, nothing says surrender like being a double winner. That's what they call uh, it. We're, we're in LA and they, and they call it double winner. Also, nothing says surrender like being on your knees, you know? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> I, uh, Unless I pray I, with I would my agree. hands up in the air, too, which I don't. But usually I'm face down in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, Mu- yeah, I'm, lay, I'm laying down. Look, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just I scream my prayers into the abyss of my pillow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Uh, the, you know, they say also every thought is a prayer and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Praying all day long. All my maniac yeah. thoughts are maniac prayers. Yeah. I know. That's a lot of sorting. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Heaven is a giant call center. <laughs> <laughs> I hope their cubicles are nice. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I hope yes. they have a lot of air circulation. Uh-huh. It doesn't uh-huh. smell weird. Celestial you know I mean? cubicles. Yeah. Nothing. No one's no one's uh, microwaving fish, you know, like that would <laughs> that feels like heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, Laura, what is the what has been the most insane moment you've had, either pre-recovery or uh post post uh jumping into the programs? 
Um, I, so I looked at that question. So I would say recently I discovered that I have had PTSD moments that I didn't know. And so it felt insane inside of me, like whatever triggered those responses. And they happened a long time before I knew that that's what it was. And so I, that's one answer, right. That I've had a lot of moments of insanity that were inside of me. Um, I would say that one of the, and then I think all that, that was activated at like a couple of things that stand out, but probably one of the times where I felt like I could feel my brain crumbling apart was uh, between periods of when I was sober in one of my programs and I was in a car with a group of people and we were all high and going to get alcohol in a you know, it was a rainstorm. We were on a bridge. I mean, it was like, and, uh, the two of the people, uh, in the car started getting in a fight and from the front to the back seat. And it was like, then somebody pulled out a knife and tried to stab the other person. And we're still going in the the car. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they weren't, no, they were trying to stab the person in the body, but this all happened in the car. So that was like, So I was pretty fresh out of not having been that way for like a year. And I was like, this is that, that was, um, that whole exchange was the beginning of a large period, but that was probably one of those moments where I did have a moment of clarity, like, can't we all just be nice, you know? And it's like, no, that's not what we're doing now. We're done with nice. You nice nope. is over. You left right. nice back there. So right. I mean, I think this is a valid uh, sub question. Did you all make it to the liquor store? We did make it to the liquor store. Of course, uh, did, of course. You get, calm, you get it calmed down. You put yeah. it down. I mean, then it was slapping, and the knife thing was. I don't know. I, I I can't gauge if it was serious or not, obviously, because there were probably many signs it was serious before I was in that situation. Um, but I will say that um, we, the, one of the, the person, one of the people, the person that was, a, you know, almost the victim of a stabbing wanted to get out of the car and we didn't let them out of the car. I don't know if I can go to jail for admitting that, but um nah, you're fine. So that's why we're that's we, why you're anonymous. You got yeah, you yeah. We just um and I mean, you know, it's like, oh okay, it's not that but it's like, okay, that is kidnapping. That is hell holding someone against yeah. their will. I mean, nobody like we didn't tie them up or anything like that, but it was like, no, you can't get out. You know, we're going, we're going to take you back across the bridge. And, and we did. It was ugly. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how like brandishing a knife is just like, just business as usual. You know, like, I feel like, re- like regular ass people in a car with a knife would be like, all right, like it's over. Like I'm, I'm out of here, but you completed the mission of getting to the liquor store. I, yeah. I always, like I could, I could have broken the leg and I still would have made it to that booze shop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we dropped them off and, uh, and then later they, a gang of people showed up my, at my house to beat us up. So it was a great full, well-rounded evening. Wow. Uh, Hell yeah. I didn't wow. get beat up, but, um, again, we buttoned it all down and, 
and we're all and everybody some people in that story are dead and some people are barely alive and some people are doing very well so it's all over the map you know yeah well, I'm glad you're here to tell us that story. I'm assuming you're the one that's not you're you're the one that's not uh, dead, right? Is, is this maybe a I am, maybe I'm not. <laughs> yeah, somewhere no, I'm not dead that I know of. I'm, let's hope that somewhere you. there is an HBO producer just writing that story down. Like, oh, we got to put this in a script because that's crazy. That's cinematic crazy. Yeah, it, it was uh, the only uh, not to. The, there is a movie called Last Exit to Brooklyn. Have you all seen it? It's based on a set of short stories. And Alexis Arquette uh, it plays uh, somebody who, uh, that if you see that movie, there's a, an attack at a, they're having a party, you know? Yeah. And um, she, I think they run into the bathroom and, in the in the I read the story and in the story in their brain they're going we're I'm ha- we're having a party and the people are nice we're having a party and the people are nice and they're not they're like gang raping somebody in the other room and oh, there's wow. drugs flying I mean it's like a crazy thing and and that's what that's what it felt like when I read that story I was like I know exactly what that feels like yeah like, how did you get to this place so yeah that's a long answer it's that meme of the dog in the flaming house that says this is this is normal I'm okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's wild well with all that in your past and in your life like how do you make decisions how now yeah yeah oh uh <laughs> or I, then or now or i mean, I mean we know how we know how it went then <laughs> yes. i my process is a little different now um how do i make decisions i um you know like i said i do pray i do think that that's a guide i do think that informs me kind of like getting in the shower and the water runs over you and then there's times where it's like you missed a spot you know and then i'm mm. like just gonna hammer it out on my own so um i don't know the decisions i have to make are different too like now they're like letting go of something or moving forward and being scared and like how am i going to deal with this fear you know it's like um, I don't know. They seem more for whatever decisions I have to make, they seem more forward moving and life affirming as opposed to like, are we going to let the hostage out on this side of the bridge or that side of the bridge, you know? Right. So <laughs> yeah. Um, now for me, it's just emotional hostages. Yes. You know, well, that's, 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 that's true. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That is, that is a big part of it. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to, that is what it is, though. You're right. That's exactly what it is. Um, I think it starts and ends, actually, with emotional hostage taking. So uh, am I going to play this game anymore? Sometimes like that. Or am I going to hurt myself in this way? Or am I thinking of someone else? Or is this dishonest? Or is this going to threaten my my sobriety, my emotional sobriety or whatever? Um, you know, those are the things that I have to weigh every day. No, and, and to keep with the imagery too of the riding in the car uh, story, um, like I, I have different people in my car today, that 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 I yes. make deci- that that I make decisions around. Like those people have been replaced, uh, not the not the knife wielding friend, but the maybe the spiritual principle wielding friend. Like, hey, you might want to put that down and try this. You, you know? don't know That's if a- I have a knife, Dave. 
Mm, 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 yeah, I will. That's mm, mm, that is true. Well, sharp wit, you know, but that <laughs> that is true. That's exactly it. It's a whole different ball game, which is what I wanted. Either yeah. you can have that same carload of people, and everyone has to be entirely different, or you're different, and then you go get in a different car. Yeah, we're really using that analogy a lot, but yes, it's great. That's okay. I like. I like. I like the theme. Um, <laughs> uh, what what is the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself well i would say the most surprising thing that i learned about myself is um i think that i was trauma that i have trauma and um I think that most people that come to 12-step programs and seek sort of help have trauma. I think trauma is very common. Um, I did not know that I, that, that I had that. Um, And I was then, you know, when I was seeing a therapist, it was a trauma therapist. I didn't know it was a trauma therapist. I was three months into therapy and she referred to it as trauma therapy. And I was like, Am I trauma? You know, I was like, am I traumatized? And then I was like, finally, you know, like me, I mean, I just was like, God, thank God. You know, I just thought I was hopeless. So I think it's that. And, um, I think that that literally was one of the biggest thing or weirdest things. I just, I would say I discovered not weird, but like that was probably one of the most, fundamental things I discovered about myself and I really am an alcoholic. That was sort of the first one. And then the next one was that I also was really scarred by my experiences Mm -hmm. that I, the wreckage of my past and the inherited wreckage of, Mm -hmm. you know, that I get from my, from my family. (laughs) Yeah. Same. (laughs) Right. Which that's not their intention. It's just what. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an eerily comforting feeling that uh, only people, uh, you know, program people use to relate to each other. But the 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 eeriness of the oh, I'm an alcoholic, and then the comfort of oh, that's what's wrong with me, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then the subsequent, uh, uh, you know, and then after just unearthing, you know, the other stuff. It's like the stuff oh, I'm an alcoholic it. plus plus that like right. I've cleared out my brain long enough to know that uh oh this is actually depression because I'm not on booze and drugs anymore or this is right. actually real anxiety and not uh chemical induced you know anxiety yeah or, something like, this really is, is wrong yeah or this is I mean, these are issues I'd never dealt with mm-hmm. yes and I think it's because I mean I my when I was drinking and using drugs, that was really wrong. I didn't act right and I didn't feel right. And um others I was antisocial in the sense of, you know, obviously attacking others in society. And um but then when that was gone, I still had some of these behaviors and I didn't know why. And um I felt incredible shame about it for a long time. I didn't even know I was feeling shame about it, which shame is not useful. It's not like guilt which is a good indication that I am somewhere that I don't belong. And I can, I can principle, you know, with some measure of principles and, and get out of the, or, you know, change the situation. Shame is something different. And um, Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, it's not useful. It's not a helpful tool. It's not loving, but it's, you know, it's pretty common. (laughs) And uh, yeah. So, 
It's uh, the Brene Brown quote of guilt is I did something wrong. Shame is I am wrong. Yeah. And yeah. we all have it uh, unless you're a psychopath. Uh, right. So it's learning how to respond to feelings of shame appropriately and learning, yeah. learning what is, what is rational, what is not. And not trying to use it. I think that's one of the things sometimes in rooms, recovery rooms, people are new. We're all using our tools for the first time, you know, and, uh, and sometimes we don't, we're not fixed in all these new ways mm -hmm. yet. And so I, I have a saying that sometimes you get a, an attitude of, we will shame you until you can love yourself. And it's like, that doesn't work, but I don't <laughs> right. think people even know that they're operating on that model. But now that I've been, and I've operated that model, yeah. you know, yeah. totally didn't make any sense, but I, you know, it was all that I knew and it worked sometimes in the beginning or just fear and, and, and a threat of some sort, like you better do this or whatever. I mean, there is a, a, I do have a red flag of my own behavior that it's like, this can't continue this way or I will, I will probably pick up again. So, or lose my mind. So yeah. that's yeah. good to have that, but I don't want it to always get to that point, you know? So totally. Well, that all, that reminds me of another colloquial phrase that you hear around the rooms is so we don't shoot our wounded, mm. uh, but we'll definitely punch them in the gut. You know, like that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've done that we're, in the parking lot. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna shoot you, but we're gonna hit you in the in the bread basket. You know. <laughs> we well, we, well, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's exactly it. You know, it's like sometimes the wooden need to learn a lesson. Yeah. No, nope, that's not. That sounds horrible that I said that. Uh, and well, with all that in mind, like, what's your level of honesty today? I like that question because I was like, I put myself at a seven. Um, nice. I didn't know how to. It's <laughs> a healthy I, number. Yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't know. You don't know which way I scaled it. Uh, you guys left that kind of open for me. I <laughs> said, uh, you know, I still I'm I still have some honesty. You know, there was a cash register honesty. Sometimes I, I struggle with that. I struggle Um the biggest place I think I lie first is to myself. Now, right. um, those, those count. What I've learned about that is that lies to myself count. So either stop promising that to myself that I'm going to mm. do stuff like I'm going to do my nightly inventory in the evening every night, which I don't, you know, like I do it in the morning sometimes, you know, stuff like that, like stop saying it or, uh, or just try to stop. But and I tell lies to other people and I clean them up. Um, so, and there's a, still areas of my life that I, I'm discovering and that I have dishonesty in anything where I'm still holding on to control is where I'm going to probably have some dishonesty right. because I think keeping that secret is like, I better, does that make sense? Yeah. I love that gem you just dropped on us. That was amazing. Cause I feel like okay. most Which of gem my, was it? just well, most me, of if, my, um, most of my dishonesty is internal at this point. Yes. So it's like, I'm going to do this for me and I want this for me and this is what's happening. And then I'm twisting myself into pretzels because my disease part of my brain is like, no, do this instead. And I feel like I'm, I'm 
chronically letting myself down in a lot of areas of my life. And so when you said that, it's like, stop making these promises to myself. Be realistic. Am I going to do something? Consistency is difficult for me. Am I going to do something every day like clockwork? Probably not. But I can get it done throughout the day. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be that moment. It can be when it works for my crazy brain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The, uh, that you said be realistic. And that was like, when I did my inventory, my sponsor gave me like a list of behaviors that come out of like those four things they have in the, in the big book of, um, selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and afraid. And, Mm -hmm. um, she gave me a breakdown list that I could go in and look at and like, put. oh yeah, I, you know, when I was doing my fourth com or whatever, but like definitions of, of honesty or dishonesty, uh, somebody else told me, somebody I was sponsoring added that they were like, be realistic or you're not in reality. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not gonna, not going to do 15 minutes of exercise before bed at night. You know, that was one of my recent ones. I'm like, let me really go to bed shaming myself. You know, I'm like, oh, I didn't yeah. do those pre pre-sleep burpees that I found on YouTube. That's going to make do- you more awake. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't do burpees anyway. They yeah. just, the word burpee puts me right to sleep. So I should probably just tape it above my bed. But yeah, they're, they're, they're actually pretty bad for your spine. If you have oh, any good. knees or spinal issues, um, I'm yeah. a little bit of a jock, so, uh, I can no longer do burpees cause I have a bad okay. back. So I, yeah, there's nothing I'd recommend about another exercise. <laughs> okay, good, good. No problem. Um, <laughs> I, that honesty level is what uh, is where I'm at with meditation. Um, you know, because when I first started to meditate, I used to I used to use an app that used to track my days in a row, and I used to get real mad if I forgot before midnight, and it switched over and said I lost my streak or whatever it was. Uh, so spiritual. And- and it used to make me so mad that I would just stop meditating. And then it had to come to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to meditate at some point during the day. It sometimes yeah. will be in the morning. It'll sometimes be before I go to bed. But uh, I allow myself that when my eyes open to when my eyes close before I go to sleep, that I can meditate within that 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 space and it counts as a day for me. And yeah. like, even if I have to manipulate the app to to be like, it, this happened at 11.59, just so it keeps track of it, I'm keeping track of it on my terms in, in a way that doesn't infuriate me. Yeah, uh, right. And because, yeah, and I'm in competition with nobody else but myself that I like yeah, to every that's once right. in a while. I, I like to every once in a while be like, I've been meditating for 223 days. And that's a that's a big deal. That's a big yeah. deal. Also meditating more often than not meditating, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we don't count. Does that not count then? Am I only focused on the days I didn't do it, you know, and I have to abandon that. Like I learned that in Weight Watchers. I'm not afraid to say I go to that program. I don't anymore, but I did. Like they were like, get away from black and white thinking. And I was like, I took that. I mean, I probably heard that other places, but I remember it from Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What is your, and you mentioned it before in your fourth column, like what is your experience of fear and anxiety? 
Um, well, I mean, how I experience it, I realize now is sleeplessness and, um, actually sleep is something that I have had on my nightly review for ever since I got the direction and actually started taking it to, to write out a nightly review at the, you know, end of the day, which I do in the morning, like I said, my morning nightly review. Yeah. Sometimes I can do it at night, but rarely. Um, so, uh, I don't sleep. I, um, I'm distracted. Um, I get um, foggy brained. Um, I get kind of depressed sometimes. And um, adrenaline then too, when it's like something I have to face, like I get more adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And then I'm exhausted after I shoot out of myself. So that's how I experience fear and anxiety. And I would say also sometimes in a shitty mood. Am I allowed to cuss on this? this is Absolutely. Okay. It is encouraged. Fuck, fucking okay. Go, okay. go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I realize. And then sometimes, I mean, I experience it physically and also emotionally and mentally. Like all those things go haywire. And um, everything that I need some part of me to do at a moment is not going to do it. It's going to do it the opposite way. When I need to close my eyes and go to bed, I'm wide fucking awake. And, you know, when I need to be calm to speak to somebody, my arms are vibrating and I'm sweating profusely like I'm coming off of cocaine. And, um, you know, and uh, when I need to get a thought across, I have no idea. It goes right out. And that's how I experience it. And then being mean, you know, like mm-hmm. before doing something I want to do where ultimately it is a positive experience, like stage fright or something. Uh, people are there to see me. They're being kind. And I'm like, get the fuck away from me, you know, and it's mm-hmm. fear. And it's better now. I know it's going to come. But it, even knowing it doesn't make it not come. That's the part I don't like. It's like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this again. You know, and it doesn't happen all that's better, but that's how I experience it. And then sometimes also, well, apparently I experience a lot though. You didn't ask about quantity, but uh, also <laughs> eating, compulsive eating and some other compulsive stuff. That's like, those things can pop up sometimes, you know, and sometimes I don't have, and I don't have any feelings. It's just like, I don't know why every night I'm going to eat this, you know, muffin or I'm going to whatever. I'm going to be on social media till four o'clock in the morning, you know, just ridiculous. Oh, I'll go right before bed. It's always before bed. So there's a stuff around sleep. It's stuff around sleep, which I think is rooted more in like trauma and childhood Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, I I had a sponsor tell me like in my first year, because sleep, same thing, childhood trauma, weird stuff around sleep. And she, uh, she told me to read a book before I go to bed. And then she handed me high fidelity, the novel uh-huh. <laughs> and was like, just read this. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, when I finish another book, I'll give you another book. But like, it was just like, do anything to shut your dumb brain up. Cause my brain was yeah. just like, blah, 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 blah. and I, it, you know, and it's been like that my whole life, you know? So I, t- I totally yeah. feel you totally feel you. I I have an irrational fear sometimes that I'm not going to wake up the next morning. So that's, I mean, that's my, that's sometimes where my anxiety happens. Really? Yeah. So do you not uh, want to go to sleep because of that? Yeah. You got to tell your therapist that. That's an uh, intrusive thought. Hey, how about uh, you don't tell me my business, (laughs) devil woman? 
<laughs> but you tell your I mean, therapist that, that. That is a worth worth a mention. I'm going to tell my therapist and tell my therapist to tell your therapist and have your th- therapist, Anna, tell Dave's therapist. Okay. He's not going to say it, you know, yeah. he's say asleep. It. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. And it's an appointment. He's asleep. Now, what I was about to say before I was uh, voluntold what to do uh, by my co-host um, <laughs> is I've got a process of where, like, I allow myself to do a little TV and then do a little meditation and then do a little podcast. Like, I listen to a podcast to go to sleep, but I put it on the sleep timer. Okay. And I can you when I do that step, pro- like easing my way into sleep with just like activities with like a, a diminishing degree of, um, you know, stimuli, I can usually like step down into sleep within okay. like a half hour, 40 minutes. Like, and I put the timer on the podcast app, um, you know, when I'm just falling asleep to past episodes of 12 questions podcast or what have you. <laughs> um, We'd be great but- to sleep too. Yeah, but I mean, people are sleeping probably right now. Uh, <laughs> but with the timer, at least there's no other noise in the background after it shuts off where I can go into the, the realms of sleep because I used yeah. to fall asleep with just letting shit fly and I would find myself waking up because I hear a thing or a sound from it. So uh, I found a way to navigate it. Uh, right. You know, I mean, I, I've That's already cool. brought. I've already brought it up with my therapist. It surrounds a, a, a larger fear of death that I am currently working on with my therapist. But this podcast isn't about Dave's fear of death. It's not. <laughs> isn't it, though? Maybe no. a little. I think well. every podcast is about the host's fear of death. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Laura, what <laughs> defects of character have you worked on the most? <laughs> oh, I didn't get that question. Uh, I got a different question. Oh, it's there. Oh, was it there? I mean, you said that I had one, but I can tell you what defect of character have I worked on the most? Or that you're working on. I think that was the way it was phrased, but it's fine. I like, I like have worked on the most. I was just admiring that rephrasing of the question. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, I feel like it's powerlessness and um, because my life is unmanageable. So mm. everything that I continue to do is to, um, is to, to get closer to, you know, a power to realize to let that like the power of my own understanding, my higher power, whatever, get into my life and help me run it. So that I'm not going on old ways, you know, and, um, and yeah, removing, maybe it's also step three or also. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Step, I, in a way, I guess I have to say step one because, or the first or the defect of, was that a defect? What'd you ask me? <laughs> That's a hard question. Cause then you're like, well, also step two and then three comes in and then four, you know, the list, yeah. you know how it goes. Yeah. So, you know, the old song and dance. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I have continued to try to get better and separate myself, put as much separation as I can between me and alcohol and drugs. And now and get out anything I might, you know, anything that would bring me back to that or, or something worse, you know, you know, the other option that we always consider. 
you know. And, and, the, and the framing of the question, I, I looked back at the email. Uh, it's uh, like, which character defects have you surrendered to the most? And I do think that both are valid phrasings because there's some that I have to consciously work on, but then there's some that I have to just like turn it over to. And I think that's... Yeah. You know, I, I think I think those go hand in hand. I don't think every character defect of mine needs to be worked on, but I also don't yeah. think that I can just surrender all of the, like as far as like there's some that I have to consciously work on. Like if yeah. I'm, like if, like to... if I'm a yeah if I'm a fucking liar, I need to work on not lying so much. Yeah, you have to meet somewhere too. Like that was a big thing too. Is like my sponsor would be like just get the information, you know, like there'd be something I'd want to do. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. I can't afford it. I don't, you know, it's no, yeah. no, no. Always. And my sponsor would be like, just go to the website, just get the pamphlet, just read a little bit, just take it one sentence. And I, can't, you know, right. But that to me is also like a step six and seven thing of like, I can try to make myself be ready. Yeah. I can meet you, try to meet you halfway, you know, right. to have you remove these. Tell me where to meet you and I'll show up probably a little late. <laughs> I love I'm it. always late. I'm always late. That's lying to myself. That's where I'm very level one. Honesty is like, uh, yeah. Oh, it only takes this much time or I have time to do this. No, I don't. I don't have time to do that. I should sleep in my clothes, you know, ready for the next day and go, <laughs> go. brush my teeth in the streets, you know? Yeah. Like the old days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I so relate to you and <laughs> I really do. I really do. And I, I imagine we've probably both with our sort of rough and tumble pass. I imagine that we both have had a really interesting journey with forgiveness. So our next question is how, how do you experience forgiveness? You know, that's really, that was an interesting question because I don't always think in terms like that. So um, I guess I understand uh, if you use the word, some people would say to be in grace, to have grace in your life where it's like, I used to be one way and I, I, and now I'm changed. And to know that and to know that that didn't come from me, but that I got it. And so I must, I must be worth it. You know, not that there's not work to do. Um and also being sober, and I think um, the being willing to protect that sobriety. Once I realize, often, sometimes I don't realize I'm threatening it. But um, and uh, yeah, I think my sobriety is the biggest way that I experience it emotionally and physically. And um, and then people have said, "I forgive you." You know, like I didn't. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I don't have an expressly asked like in amends and stuff. Will you forgive me? Some people do that. I don't know if uh, no judgment, how people word what they say, but that was not one of the ways that I, you know, was um, guided to you say that was not one of the things I was guided to ask for mm -hmm. when I went around my town, like Dr. Bob. Uh, I uh, wish I wish I could have stayed in one town, but it didn't, you know, it didn't yeah. work out that way. Um, so that's how I experience forgiveness, I guess, is my recovery. And yeah. 
I uh, I think that the requesting forgiveness, I'm I'm not a uh, I was never in that school either. Um, I I think if if that's even going to be brought up, it would be. Uh, I hope you'd consider forgiving me. So at, at least it leaves it leaves the door open for that person to say no, I don't, and being that okay. Where I feel like as an alcoholic, like I will do I I. I, I don't want to put anybody in a corner feeling like right. they're like, well, if I don't forgive him, he's not going to leave. You know, it'd right. be just like, you know, <laughs> I'd hope you consider, you know, forgiving me if that's what you feel like doing. And if not, you know, that's fine too. Yeah, that's, that's a great, yeah, you look definitely it's an air. Well, that's an errand when you do that kind of a thing people are already being very generous to give you their time. Mm-hmm. You, whether you've, the grievance is no, you know, it's not for me to always measure seriousness. There's some that's like, wouldn't seem serious to me that might be to others. And then there's some, I think we can all agree. Nope. That one's a serious one, but already somebody's willing to sit with you and allow you to do something that's helping your own life. So that is a very forgiving act, even if they're like, that's all you fucking get, you know? So, um, yeah, it's not, you don't want to put more on them. I get that totally. Uh, but if other people, they ask that, then that's where they're they're how they are guided to, to clean it up, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this bleeds into the the next question, which uh, is, what has been your most surprising amends, amends or apology? Um, I mean, they've all been, they've all held their own surprises and their own lessons. Um, as I said, some that I didn't think were going to be meaningful were meaningful. You know, it. it I, I mean, there are some because there's other people, and you know, there are some things that I learned about myself from them that I didn't expect to. Which was, you know, when people um, have said, uh, um, when people have told me things like, "Is there if I have I left anything out?" And they're like, "Yeah, you left this out," and I'm like, "Oh my god, that." So I would say there's not one that stands out because each one has held something, um, has held something. I did have two funny ones, like, you know, cause some of these are serious and, you know, people get hurt and, uh, but like, so there's like a restaurant, I walked out on a check, stuff like that. Right. I wanted to pay that back. Um, and then there was a store that I stole from. Well, I mean, there was more than one, but this was one on the list. So right around the same time I was cleaning these things up <clears throat> and the store one, I wrote this letter and I was like, here's this money. And I, I said, whatever I was guided to say at the time. And, um, I, um, the person was like, wrote me a letter. I still have it. And it was like, I I maybe owed like 10 bucks. It's not for me again to judge the amount. Right. But like, they were like, um, you, you're basically like, I commend you. Good luck on your journey. Thank you so much. You're welcome to our store anytime, Aww. you know, that kind of thing. So then I'm like, okay, well, this is great. This is going great. And, uh, you know, I'm a hero. I didn't use those words, but if it had been now, that's what everybody calls me. <laughs> so would have been like, I'm a hero of recovery. So then I, 
call this restaurant and I'm like, yeah, I walked out on this check and that, you know, I want I had more of a speech. I wasn't like, yeah, hello. You know, but uh, again, a fetcher style, Hey, they'll take the money. And I was like, would you, you know, I could pay this money back or I could donate it to a chick. Like I didn't even, and that was a little misstep on my part. And they're like, uh, they left me a voicemail or message or whatever. They were like, no, we want the money. You know, they did not care about my journey <laughs> at all. They were like, why don't you journey your fucking ass over here and pay us the $12 or whatever it was. <laughs> so like, I was like, okay, lesson learned. Everybody's different, you know? So uh, those are two sort of, and, and I have had those kinds of examples on things that I think, were the harms were much more grave. Although I'm sure if everybody took $10, um, uh, you know, uh, all the, every, you know, cumulatively that adds up as a business, all the people that steal from you. So, um, there is one other one that I want to tell a funny one, um, that I had, I think that I had such terror going to make my amends and most of them were good. I think as some of them, were misguided on my part. And, um, some of them, I made missteps. I had, I I did not follow direction or I got nervous. You know, I mean, you think, God, I'm doing this. Can I just be divorced from my humanity and be a perfect robot to get this shit done? But no, (laughs) it just doesn't work out that way. So, um, anyway, but I did sit down with this bar owner. I tossed a I mean, I tossed like a table full of drinks one night, you know, mad at my boyfriend or something and um, broke all this shit and had a fight. And then there was a fight one time in front of the bar and I ran in and got a chair and gave it to somebody, you know, trying to be an ally. And uh, and so I paid this woman. I came in, I said, well, here, you know, here's what I did. And, you know, this bar is a divey bar and uh, or was a divey bar. I think it's closed now. And uh And the owner was like, you know, so many people come in here and they break so many things and take so many things and they, nobody ever pays anything back. And there was this thought for a moment that I was like, you know what, you should be in a different business. Like I didn't say it. God was like, don't say it. Don't say it. This is not the time, but I did have that still was kind of like, you should be in a different bit, but you know, I wasn't there to like make a joke. I, paid the money. And I said, well, I can only answer, you know, then they're like, why, why, why? And I'm like, I can only answer for myself is that I want to, you know, I've got this problem. I want to stay sober. I've got to make amends for things that I've done wrong. This was it. I don't know why anybody else is doing or not doing what they're doing. Even though I totally have my judgments. think every, I've got a file on everyone, you know, which (laughs) no one ever asked me to get the file out. And I feel like a lot of bars like that, like you're not the first person to ever come in and talk that way. They're like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Just pay us back. Fucking we've heard we've heard the song and dance. Just lay the money on the table. Get the fuck out. I I have heard that. I had that not maybe they didn't tell me to get out, but I did have another guy go. I, I thought when I got the call. Here's one of those AAs again. And I was like, Jesus, you know, like, <laughs> but I used to hang out at that bar. So that makes a lot of sense. We were all really fucked. It was a fucked up, you know, or at least that hour of the day. I don't know. I didn't go in at a reasonable hour. So. <laughs> awesome. So that's my amends thing. 
I love it. I love it. With everything, you've talked a lot about routine and you've talked a lot about like making promises to yourself about routine. What does your day-to-day basis look like for your like spiritual routine? I would say every day I pray on my knees and ask whatever's up there, wherever it is, wherever you are to keep me sober and to let me help someone else, usually another alcoholic and somebody who has other problems that I have. Um, let me be useful. If that's on, on a quick day and I got to get, I got to jam, you know, like, who am I, you know, yeah. that I'm run, I'm, la- I'm running late is what it is. Like I have somewhere to, you know, I have to be, but, um, and then I do meditation and, uh, I try to do that pretty regularly five days a week, um, at least. And then a uh, little dicey on the weekends and, um, and then meetings, and uh, I don't go daily, but I go, I'm going six times a week right now to nice. two different programs, which I mean, Zoom really helps and um, sponsoring, writing, calling. So a uh, combination of all those, but I, the prayer, definitely meditation, some writing, you know, the review, the nightly review, which now I found an app. So that's good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ten step. I think I probably have that app as well, which is very yeah, helpful. Yeah, there's one that's real simple. I like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does help, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, honestly, it whatever it takes to get that fucking poison out on a regular basis. Like, I was, yeah. I was, I was joking with some friends uh, on the phone the other day uh, in recovery, and they're like, you know, how are things going? And I'm like, pretty good. You know your life is good when uh, your 10 steps are just people you don't like in the meetings. Yeah, that's a quality problem. Yeah, it's I like, mean, oh, I, I don't care for this motherfucker, and that's the worst problem I have today. Can you not mute your mic? That's the biggest one, right? Right? You're not going to mute, you know? And then yeah, I'm, you're you're gonna like, take us into the bathroom. You're you're just gonna let your kids scream while you're not even sharing. Like, go, yeah. l- listen, I'm glad you're here because I'd rather you in the meeting than smoking rocks and not taking care of those kids. Uh, but I don't want to fucking hear them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My yeah. favorite one is uh, there was a couple of meetings where a guy. I never went back to that meeting, by the way. A guy kept doing his dishes, and I was like, "Come on, come on!" Like. It's fine to do your dishes, but like turn, turn the camera off. Yes, and like take take the mute off. No one wants to hear that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, take put the mute on, turn the camera off. You know, I, I have tried to make it a habit to sit still for most of them, unless something really comes up. And normally, it's fixing dinner. Whereas I might have brought something to eat into a meeting, but like don't be doing anything that I wasn't going to be doing in the, in the before times, you know, like, so for me, I'd have to stay off my phone. I, 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 in the middle of my women's meeting last night, uh, texted somebody because somebody had a goat ringtone and I was like, do you, do y'all hear that goat? <laughs> like, what <did> like <laughs> Who has a goat? <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I did take a walk once uh, in the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. I was, and I had been on the phones, um, answering phones for a, you know, a hotline or whatever. And it was like, people were freaking out. Right. So I was like, I got to get out, but I also need a meeting. 
And I didn't think to turn my camera. It's before you realize that people will find your window and fixate on you walking or washing the dishes. So if you're going to do it, turn your camera off or don't do it. And I was out having a walk and somebody's comment was like, I got to stop watching the windows. You know, somebody's doing this. Somebody's taking a walk and I waved, you know, but now I'm like, okay, now I've been at this right for six months. So it's like, I get it. Yeah. The object of your resentment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get it. So what would you say your relationship with your higher power looks like? You know, friendly, intimate, haphazard. I think friendly and intimate is a good way to put it. I think, I still, again, feel like there's areas of my, I'm like a city where like, you know, oh, we've never been to this neighborhood before, but it's kind of shitty, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's what I'm like. And my, you know, so there's areas where I need more of my higher power in there. So, but I have a belief and I'm pretty open about it, you know, and I started going to a church, which I like to say I thought I'd be dead by now, so I didn't know. You know, I wasn't, so whoops, gone. <laughs> and uh, and I also think because in 12-step programs, there's not enough singing when I feel happy. I'm like, we could use more songs, no? Nobody? <laughs> yes, know? I agree, so, more songs. Yeah, right? Some good alcoholic uh, dirges. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know, and I feel about that church because I do have, you know, I'll buy into whatever they're, they're as a community, they, they fit my liberal sensibilities, but, um, but they, I'll buy into kind of whatever their vehicle is. I hate to say it that way. Cause it doesn't sound very beautiful, but you know, I got, I met God in AA. So it's like, that's always going to be my primo, my primo yeah. higher power is, the one I found in these rooms and how I experience it. So I do. Yeah. So it's important. It's the most important thing I have in my life and the thing I'm the most grateful for. And it does inform almost everything that I do. And if some doesn't inform something, it informs you what it looks like to not have one when you really need one and what other people want to do. That's their business. You know, I'm not here to, shove it down their throats, even though there's some people I'm like, this would be so good for you. Let me just turn yeah, you into Take it. the medicine. That's right. <laughs> you have all this love down your throat. Yeah. I, I mean, I never mind uh, a description like a vehicle to get to the situation because it's like, you know, the whole purpose of why we do this is to make this information as accessible as possible to to people so that like, if this is something someone stumbles upon and they don't have to find it in a church basement just to get some sort of little seed, you know, because I know for me, the God, the God thing uh, was and can still be such a sticking point and a struggle for me. And that's, this is with eight and a half years sober, you know, so I, I am all for, you know, whatever, whatever car it takes you to get to the destination, whether it's a jalopy or a, a sweet 70s Impala, as long as you're as long as you're making your journey in, in said car and not getting stabbed with a knife while you're in said car. Right. Right. You know, bring it up. Bring it all right. full circle. Bring it, way to bring that back. Yeah. I love it. And we made it to our last question. Was that the last one? No, we're, we're, it's coming. It's coming. All right. What's one thing you want to tell to somebody just like you in the world? Oh, 
Um, I wrote that down. I wrote all these down, but, um, oh, that I believe who, if there's somebody out there like me that you, if you could have done anything differently before up to this point where you're hearing whatever you're hearing that you would have, but you couldn't, and you can't say that to civilians because those are sometimes the people that we harm with our actions, Mm -hmm. but there was something bigger. There is something bigger wrong with us then we can just take care of with our own behavior and if you could have been different you would have and you got to forgive yourself and that's a process though so that's what i would tell somebody there's hope yeah you hear that somebody you hear that other laura on some part of the universe yeah we're doing it oh i love it well we made it to the end gang we did it i hope you're feeling good we enjoyed having you it was uh, a, a delight to see you Nice to see you. Nice to meet you, Anna. It was great to be here. This is great. So I look forward to hearing some of your other things. And um, and uh, I appreciate you asking me because it was very meaningful. So Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for Incredible. your service. Thank you for your Thank service. You. As, as yours. And yeah. uh, so uh, we usually at the end of the, the pod, we, we, we run through things that people may be promoting or whatever. But since you re- wish to remain anonymous, is, is there any causes you would like to promote or, or literature or books that you think might be useful to take this time rather than drop social media handles? I mean, you know, I mean, there's, I would check out the 12 step programs, I guess, if you're struggling, but I know that those can be hard for people sometimes. The One of the programs that I really find valuable right now for anybody who maybe is a little bit later in like their sobriety or their addiction treatment is, um, or maybe food addiction or sex addiction or gambling addiction, all the addictions um, I would look at ACA adultchildren.org and check out that program because I think uh, that that is a really foundational issue that they deal with. And that if you're getting up there and, you know, you're getting to your deacon status, like me, you know, elder statesman, <laughs> as it were, statesperson, wherever you're at on that scale, um, then, uh, you know, some that shit's going to eat your lunch. So you've got to look at it and better yeah. you look at it with people who understand than alone with someone who doesn't, which is myself. Cause I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So, um, I can't think of any other ones. Um, I mean, there's a lot, but I would feel, I don't know, weird saying them. So no, awesome. I, I, uh, I, that's more than fine. We we were just looking for a way to land the plane in that regard. Okay. <laughs> We'll have people that have podcasts or albums to promote, but I feel like this was such a good and genuine, pure exchange that promoting something worthwhile to research is completely uh, uh, within the realm of what we've been up to. So, Amazing. All right. Okay. Amazing. Dave, right. where can people find you and all your stuff? You know, now I feel like a dick promoting my shit. You can find, <laughs> Go ahead. You got you, merch? You can find, yeah, what, what, you better believe I got yeah, merch. Yeah. Yeah, um, you can find me on all social media at Yates Comedy, and you'll find all the shit that I do there. Uh, y a t e s Comedy. I'll keep it simple. I love it, and you can find me at Anna V is Fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. Follow this podcast on at Twelve Q Pod on all the platforms, and please tell a friend, download us. You know, get, let's get this. Let's make this a big movement. There is 
a lot of crazy drama in the world and let's like push this positive shit you know if somebody in your life is stressing out send them this podcast you might they might uh get a lot out of it and how we end it every week is laura if nobody's told you this today we love you Oh, thank you. I love you guys, too. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. And Dave, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. And if you're listening and nobody's told you this today, we love you guys. Yay. Love y'all. Thank you for listening. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys.